I would like to preface uh, my remarks on Parshat Bamidbar with two uh, personal comments. Uh, two weeks ago, on the shear on Parshat Emor, I dedicated the shear to my wife being able to have an easy delivery. And Baruch Hashem, on Shabbat Parshat Emor, uh, she gave birth to a baby daughter who we named on that Shabbat, Rinat Chana. Chana was my grandmother, and uh, my grandmother was a Yevama. And on the day that the Daf Yomi began Masachet Yevamot, uh, uh, my wife gave birth to, uh, and we named, my daughter Rinat Chana, uh, who is named for that Yevama. Uh, on a second note, I would like to dedicate this shir to my cousin, Daniel Yudab ben Chava, who is uh, having surgery today. He should have a refuah shleima, and everything should be well. Uh, and thank you to the listeners for their patience. Parshat Bamidbar is a difficult parsha to give a shear on. There are many technical issues, counting and listing, and the question is what exactly is the tochen and what to give a shear about. If we look at Sefer Bamidbar as a whole, certainly the beginning, and we compare it to Sefer Vaikra, if Sefer Vaikra is Torat Kohanim, then on some level, Sefer Bamidbar, and as I said before, certainly the beginning is Torat Halavim. Um, the Leviim are in, in the center of much of what transpires at the beginning of Sefer Bamidbar. And um, we have to really ask ourselves where does the centrality of the Leviim stem from? And really this is a, a question which uh, is also connected to the question of the, 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 the choosing of the Kohanim from Shevet Levi. Uh, in other words, we have, two sep- we have two possibilities that we can imagine here. The, the Kohanim could have been chosen because of Aharon without being connected to Shevet Levi at all. And then the fact that Shevet Levi was chosen was completely incidental to the choice of the Kohanim. Or the other possibility is that Shevet Levi is chosen... And from Shevet Levi, the choice of Shevet Levi are Aaron and his sons who become the Kohanim. Um, we have to ask ourselves, why are they chosen? Are they chosen because of a particular action that they took? Or are they chosen because they are the choice of Am Yisrael? Just like Am Yisrael is chosen from the Umot HaOlam. And then there too we have to ask ourselves, is there a specific reason, actions that Bnei Yisrael took? Or is there some sort of skula? some sort of uniqueness in their in their being that makes them chosen. What's called in Hebrew the tension between skula and bechira. Skula would denotes uh, some preordained choice that is not based on any particular action that is done. And bechira denotes a choice which is made based on the actions of the person that is chosen. Um... If you look at Moshe Rabbeinu, so certainly the Torah, for example, tries to show the figure of Moshe Rabbeinu as a, a uniquely moral person before he's chosen as the leader of Am Yisrael. He defends the, the, the Ish Ivri from the Ish Mitzri. Um, he, def- he tries to break up the two Ivrim that are fighting with each other. He saves Benot Yitro from the Roim. And then he's chosen to be the leader of Am Yisrael. 
On the other hand, that would that, that, that would we would say is the bechira. On the other hand, Moshe Rabbeinu from his birth, uh, they see that there's something tov about his birth. He is saved in the uh, in the in the Nile despite all the dangers. He survives. That shows some sort of preordained choice. So too, we have to ask ourselves about Shevet Levi that we read about in the parsha that are chosen in this parsha to replace the Bechorim. The parsha tells us in Perak Gimel Pasuk Vav Hakrevet Matei Levi v'Hamatau Tolifne Aron Akohen v'Shertu Oto. And, f- and further, furthermore, in Pasuk Yudbed, I have taken the Leviim from B'nai Israel instead of the Bechorim, and I will have the Leviim instead. In order to do this, we have to really take an overview of the Torah and look at the, appearance, the appearances of Shevet Levi and try to understand uh, this issue. The first appearance of Shevet Levi, or more, more exactly the individual Levi, is in, in Parshat uh, Vayishlach, Bereshit Lamed Dalad. And without going into details there, we'll just mention it, uh, Levi and his brother Shimon are the main characters in the story of Dina and Shechem. They go in to the city and kill everyone, and take... Uh, Dina back from Shechem's hands. We, we won't go into the details of that story, but though seemingly unconnected to Shevet Levi, the similarity between that story of Shechem and what B'nai Levi do at Chet Egel, which we'll mention momentarily, is hard to overlook. The second appearance of Shevet Levi, and this time it is Shevet Levi in the Torah, is in Sefer Shemot. Sefer Shemot in Parshat Shemot, pardon me, in Parshat Ve'ira, in Perak Vav, Sukim Yudala Tu Kavchet, the Torah starts counting out B'nai Ruven, B'nai Shimon, and then it reaches B'nai Levi, and it stops at B'nai Levi, it doesn't count any other of the brothers, but it goes into great detail. There's one Pasuk on B'nai Ruven, there's one Pasuk on B'nai Shimon, the Torah from Pasuk Tetzain till Pasuk Kavzayin, Kavchet, discusses the B'nai Levi, and it goes into great detail. Who are Levi's sons? Who are the sons of Levi's sons? And ultimately reaching Moshe Aaron. Now it is possible to say that this whole parasha of listing in great detail already in Parshat Shmot, um, in Parshat Ve'ira, before Yitziat Mitzrayim, B'nai Levi is only for the purpose of uh, reaching Moshe Aaron. As Moshe and Aaron have a very central role in the Yitzhiah from Yitzrayim, but we have no interest in Shevet Levi per se. That's really uh, the approach of Rashi, who really explains here that the whole parasha was brought in order to reach Moshe and Aaron. Um, the other possibility, of course, is that already in the time of the Shiabud in Mitzrayim, in the slavery of, in, in, in Egypt, Shevet Levi had a certain prominence, they had a certain leadership role, and Chazal certainly took that approach when saying that Shevet Levi did it, weren't slaves in Mitzrayim in the same way that B'nai Israel were, and they were free to move around. Um, in other words, Shevet Levi, at this point, perhaps, already have a pr- prominence, 
And there's no apparent reason for them to have this prominence because there's nothing really described in the Torah that gives them this prominence. Yet they have this prominence. This would be more along the lines of Skula, some sort of preordained choice that Shevet Levi has a particular importance within B'nai Israel. At this point, however, it's important to note that when B'nai Israel leave Mitzrayim, another group is given prominence, and that, are the, and that is, of course, the group of the Bechorim. At the end of uh, in, in the beginning of Paragud Gimel, the end of Parshat B'Shalach, uh, at the moment of Exodus from Mitzrayim, Kadosh Baruch Hu says, "Kadesh li kol b'chor petek kol rechem yivnei Yisrael b'adamu v'abeima li hu." They're supposed to be makdish the b'chorim of the Adam and beima to Kadosh Baruch Hu. The next appearance of Shevet Levi, perhaps the, the most famous appearance, is in Chet Ha'egel. But before Chet Ha'egel, it's important to note the following issue. Chet is in Parshat Kitisa, and b- before Parshat Kitisa, we have Parshiot Trumat Tetzaveh. Trumat Tetzaveh, of course, is the commandment of the building of the Mishkan and the, the building of the, and the making of the Bigdei Kehuna, the clothing of the Kohanim. And before Chet is described in the Torah in Parshat Kitisa, Aharon HaKohen is given prominence. Aharon as a Kohen. Aharon and his sons are chosen as the Kohanim. In Perak Havchet, in, in Sefer Shemot, we read, V'atah hakrev eilechet Aharon achicha v'etbana v'ito mitoch b'nei Yisrael l'cha'anoli Aharon adav avihu elazar v'itamar b'nei Aharon. In, as, a, as, a, as an aside, we'll, we'll remind everybody that there is a machloket between the Rishonim that whether the tzivui of the Mishkan and the Bigdei Kuna was before Chet Egel, as it's written in the Torah, before Chet Egel, or after Chet Egel, an approach which is the second approach, which is generally associated with Rashi, that um, Chet Egel fir- was first, and only after Chet Egel was the tzivui of the Mishkan and the Bigdei Kuna. So again, it's important to note here that if we adopt the simpler approach, the approach which the Truman Tetzaveh, the Tzivui of the Mishkan and the Bigdei Kuna happened before Chet Egel, then Aharon HaKohen is chosen before Chet Egel. Again, this is Aharon HaKohen, not B'nai Levi, but it's something to keep in mind in the future. Now, as we go on, now we reach Parshat Kitisa, and here, of course, as we mentioned before, is the most central role of, uh, of B'nai Levi. Here we read the following psukim. As Moshe comes down from Har Sinai and sees the, the, the Egel, Vayamod Moshe b'shar ha-machaneh. We're reading Perak Laman Bet, Pasuk Havav and, and, and onwards. Vayamod Moshe b'shar ha-machaneh. Vayomer, Mil Adonai Elai, Vayayasafu Elav kol B'nai Levi.
Moshe comes down from Har Sinai, he sees the Egel, he calls out, Mila Hashem Eli, who's, who, who, who is with Hashem should come to me, and all of B'nai Levi come to Moshe. And Chazal tell us further that B'nai Levi were the only Shevet who in its entirety did not partake in Chet Egel whatsoever. And Moshe commands them to take their swords and to kill everybody who is involved in Chet Egel. Ishet Achiv, Ishet Reuv, Ishet Korvo, family members, friends, relatives, and B'nai Levi do so. And 3,000 people are killed in this manner. And then Moshe says, I'll repeat the Pasuk again, Mil'u yedchem hayom lahashem, ki ish bivno v'achi, v'latet alachem hayom bracha. Mil'u yadayim, it's hard to translate the bitui, the expression, Mil'u yedchem, but it's an expression that we see in the Torah, Mil'uim is some sort of expression which denotes becoming appointed to the task of service of God. Okay, we talk about the Miluim, were the days that um, the Mishkan and the Kohanim became part of the Avodah, were dedicated to the Avodah and the Mishkan. So Milui Yadaim, somehow in this action that the Leviim did, though there's no explanation here in Sefer Shemot, they are chosen for something. They are dedicated by this action that they did. So this is the first time that we see B'nai Levi um, taking an action which makes them special. Um, then we get to Bamidbar. And in the beginning of Bamidbar, even before the Psukim that we read, of course the beginning of Bamidbar is, more correctly pronounced Bimidbar, the beginning of Bamidbar is um, the counting of B'nai Israel, and at the end of Perak Aleph, after B'nai Israel are, are all counted, God commands Moshe, Ach et matei Levi lo tifkod, vet rosham lo tisa betoch B'nai Israel. Don't count Levi amongst B'nai Israel. Rather, they will be commanded to take care of the Mishkan. No explanation. That's, that's all that's said. Further on in the parsha, we reach... Um, the psukim that we already read, Hakrevet Matelevi Vamatel Tolifna Arona Kohen Vesher Tuoto, take Matelevi and bring and, and bring them close to you, and they will be there for Arona Kohen to serve him, and they're going to um, guard the Mishkan and take care of the Kelim of the Mishkan. They will be their their job is to serve the Kohanim. And then the pasuk says, as the pasuk that we read previously, "Vani hinei lakachti talviim mitoch bnei Israel, tachat kol bechor peter rechem bnei Israel vehayuli halviim." The leviim are God is saying, "I am taking the leviim instead of the bechorim." Again, what what's what's going on here? Okay, we have this question that we're still dealing with. Um, are the leviim preordained from their inception? as a Shevet, to be a special Shevet, as the, we get the impression from Parshat Ve'ira, and from Chazal, that Levi, Shevet Levi already had a special status in Mitzrayim. But then why did the Bechorim have a special status? And furthermore, 
the Leviim are taken at the beginning of Bamidbar instead of the Bechorim. The, the Pasuk, which ultimately connects all of this together, albeit in not an explicit way, is a Pasuk in Tvarim, Perak Yud, Pasuk Chet. The Torah in that Perak discusses Chet Egel, or in the previous Perak it discusses at length Chet Egel, and the Luchot Shnim, the second Luchot, as a result of Chet Egel, the result of breaking the Luchot. And then, towards the end of the story, but clearly in the middle of the story, in Perakud Pasuk Chet, Ba'etahi, at that time, in other words, at that time of Chet HaEgel, Hivdil Hashem et Shevet HaLevi laset et Aron Berit Hashem laamod lifnei Hashem l'sharato ulevarech bishmo ad ayam hazeh. Al kein lo ayalo Levi chelik v'nachala yimechav Adonai hu nachalato k'asher diber Adonai lohecha lo. Here the Torah takes a very clear approach, though in Sefer, in Sefer Dvarim, the centrality of Shevet Levi to what transpired at Chet HaEgel is not mentioned at all. And then out of the blue, it says, at that point, God uh, separated out Shevet Levi to carry the Aron Brit Hashem and to stand in front of Hashem and serve Him Ad HaYom In fact, it uses the word Ulvarech Bishmo, which seems to imply some sort of connection to the Kohanim. The Levim have no job they have no role as giving a bracha. The bracha is something that is given by the Kohanim. So, if we sum up the information that we've gathered together, we have a, somewhat of an unclear picture. On the one hand, we have Shevet Levi having, a, having some sort of prominence already in Sefer Bereshit. Levi is a standout. In Sefer Shmot, they seem to have a central prominence already at the begin, before the exodus from Egypt. Then they do their great action at Chet HaEgel, where they are faithful to God and do not sin at Chet HaEgel, and they also kill the sinners at Chet HaEgel. And then the Torah tells us that they are chosen instead of the Bechorim, and in Sefer Dvarim, as explicit as the Psukim will get, seems to imply that the choice of Shevet Levi comes out of, at the time period of Chet HaEgel. And that, of course, relates back to the Pasuk in Sefer Shmot, regarding Chet HaEgel, where it says, Mil'u yedchem hayom la'ashem. That their actions at Chet HaEgel somehow inaugurated them into the service of God. So then the question is, what's, what, uh, what is the main factor here? Is, is, does Levi have an inborn prominence, a skula, does Levi have, is Levi chosen because of their actions? I want to take this question one step further to just point out the significance of this question. As we said before, Aaron, as a prominent figure, already stems back to, the, to Sefer Shemot, the beginning of Sefer Shemot. He is... Moshe's right-hand man, he is a central figure in, uh, in Yitziat Mitzrayim. 
In Parshat Tetzaveh, which is written before Chet HaEgel, and I stress the word written, it is already apparent that Aaron will be the Kohen, he and his sons, they will be servicing God in the Mishkan. But as we mentioned, there is a question amongst the Parshanim as to whether Parshat Tetzaveh was commanded before Chet HaEgel and after Chet HaEgel. And let us understand the ramifications of this question. Aharon Kohen played a central role in Chet HaEgel, in the sin of Chet HaEgel. He made the Egel. As much as we can um, explain why he did that and what his justifications were, um, we know that God was angry at Aharon. Gam be'aron hitanaf Hashem la'ashmido. Ba'itpalo gam be'ad Aharon ba'etahid. Moshe tells us in Sefer Dvarim that God was angry at Aharon and Aharon and God wanted to destroy Aharon and, God, and Moshe prayed for him. And the death of Nadav Avihu is, though we've discussed what Nadav Avihu's sin was from their perspective, Chazal already tied in the death of Nadav Avihu also to Aharon's sin at Chet HaEgel. The fact that Aharon did something wrong at Chet HaEgel is not something that is disagreed upon. To what extent was it wrong? Is a, is a question which is up in the air, but there was a sin here. Clearly Aaron was not interested in worshipping Abu Dazarah, clearly he was interested in distracting the people, but ultimately he put the eagle together. Now, if the Tzivui, if Aaron's getting the job of the Kohen happens before Chet HaEgel, this raises great question marks as to why he remains in the place of the Kohen after Chet HaEgel. If the Leviim are chosen as a result of their action, of their faithfulness to God at Chet HaEgel, and the Bechorim lose that prominence because of their participation in Chet HaEgel, so how do, how do we understand what Aharon's situation is? Aharon is chosen before Chet HaEgel, and he maintains his prominence after Chet HaEgel, despite his involvement. Now it's true, Aharon's involvement in Chet HaEgel was not as severe as the Bechorim, who the Bechorim as part of Am Yisrael were involved in Chet HaEgel properly. It's possible that more than anything else, this is what might have motivated those commentaries which, again, is associated with Rashi, to say that Trumat is is after Chet HaEgel. And then this gives us a whole new way of looking at it. Aharon was not chosen before Chet HaEgel. Aharon was a leader before Chet HaEgel, but he was not yet the Kohen. Aharon sinned at Chet HaEgel. He led the people, he made the Egel for them. Though he did not encourage it, though he was trying to distract them and hoping Moshe would come back, but he he unfortunately facilitated the sin. And nonetheless, Kadosh Baruch Hu chose him as the person who sinned to be the Kohen Gadol to bring kapara for the sin, to bring atonement for the sin. In that sense, what we have here is one thing and its opposite. If the Leviim were chosen because of their faithfulness to God, 
Aharon was chosen because he made a mistake. And by being the person who made a mistake, he was given the mandate to correct the mistake, to atone the mistake. What we see here is a very complex attitude of the Torah. Um, in Chazal, we talk about Tzadik Meikaro and Baal Tshuva. Tzadik Meikaro being someone who never sinned, someone who was always perfect. And we talk about the Baal Tshuva, the person who repented. And there is a tension between these two characters. Which one is preferred? The one who has never sinned? Or as Chazal say, the Baal Tshuva, b'makom she'ba'alei tshuva amdin, ain't tzadik gamur yachol amod. The level, the place where Baalei Tshuva stand, the Tzadik Gamur, someone who is always a Tzadik, cannot stand there. In that sense, what we have here is Shevet Levi, to a certain extent, the Tzadik Gamur, the ones who didn't sin. And on the other hand, Aaron Cohen, the Baal Tshuva. The Baal Tshuva, Aaron Cohen, is put into a place of the Kehunah Gdola. The Leviim, the Tzadikim Gamurim, are the Meshartim of the Kohen. What does this leave us with as a message? It's a complex message. It's hard to put the finger on it. There are times where the person or the group who made a mistake have to be thrown out. The Bechorim, as the representatives of Bnei Israel who sinned in Chet HaEgel, were not given a chance to redeem themselves. They made a terrible mistake, and they had to be replaced by the tzaddikim gemurim, the levim, who were faithful to God. On the other hand, Aaron Kohen made a mistake in Chet Egel, but a mistake which apparently was such that it was better it wasn't just giving Aaron Kohen an opportunity to correct himself, but it was better for Am Yisrael that the Kohen Gadol should dafka be someone who mis- made a mistake and will correct it. This gives us the mandate of understanding when, what mistakes are the mistakes that people cannot correct and we need to bring someone else to correct the mistakes and to know that sometimes Dafka, the person who made the mistake is the one who should correct it there's no one clear answer as to what is the correct approach different mistakes and different situations demand different uh, different uh, reactions in any case what we also have touched upon in the Shir of course is this complexity of Shevet Levi and understanding Shevet Levi and the Shevet Kuhuna and Am, uh, will ultimately under, help us understanding this tension between Bechira and Skula and Am Yisrael. Is Am Yisrael chosen because they were given this Neshama of Am Yisrael by Kadosh Baruch Hu, and it has nothing to do with their actions, the Skula, or is Am Yisrael chosen because of their actions, because the actions of the forefathers, Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov, the actions of Am Yisrael Lidorotav, are superior actions, are better actions, are more moral actions. Ultimately, of course, what the indication of the Torah is, is that there's a combination of both in all the situations. There is Am Yisrael being chosen by God, being preordained by God before their actions, 
But that preordination is also mirrored in the actions of those that are pre-chosen. That comes across in Shevet Levi, that comes across in Aronachon, and that comes across in Am Yisrael as a whole. I don't know if we've given more answers and we've, ra- we've, uh, we've raised questions here, but raising the questions, of course, is f- furthers us along the lines to getting an answer. Shabbat Shalom.